Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winger-Brill. We're here with Steve Lashansky. He is the author of Leadership Starts Here. Steve, it's great to have you with us. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. This is a great opportunity. We're so happy you're here for your second book. So congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you so much. I'm always curious because I've never written a book. Uh, it's such an incredible uh, accomplishment. How do you decide what to write about? In this case, leadership. Is it because you experienced something or perhaps you didn't experience something that you want to share with the world? And what is the genesis for writing a book you know, on such a specific topic? Well, this has been the heart of my work for 29 years to the point where it's so clear, it's so obvious, it's so important that people need this fundamental information that uh, while I much prefer speaking, consulting, and coaching, sometimes you just have to put it down so more people can get access to it. And again, I think it's really important to share these fundamental principles of leadership as widely as possible. What is the problem with leadership as it exists and what you're trying to, to I guess, you know, help out with or change, et cetera? Well, I'll tell you, it's really interesting because I start with a question with a lot of leaders. Where does leadership start? to which I usually get blank stares, if not crazy answers. My answer is leadership starts with the decisions you make. And the decisions you make start with the decision-making process that you use. What is your decision-making process, to which I usually get blank stares again. So it's really critical that people really understand the decision-making process that every leader must have a grasp, control, understanding, and be able to use effectively. Yeah, we're going to get into it. It was really interesting reading about the decision-making process from your perspective and your, you know, your real-life experience. But um, just to step back for a second, that begs the question, who is this book for? Is this someone trying to become a leader? Is this someone currently a leader who's not, you know, doing leadership correctly? Or, you know, who, who is the target audience here? People already at the top who are trying to get better or people who are trying to get into that leadership position? Well, I hate to say it, but... The best clients are the ones who are already good and know they could be better. And they don't know exactly what would be that extra leverage. It really is appropriate for everybody. I always say leadership is a fundamental human capacity. It's just we don't develop it very well in school. We don't develop it very well by practice. So it's really appropriate. You lead your own life. You lead your family. And then many of us are working with people who are leading major organizations. So it's really for those folks professionally who can use it but I actually wrote it in a way anybody who cares about improving the leadership of their life, their family, their organization, their team would really benefit. These are fundamental principles. You know, you ask that question, you know, to your clients, where does leadership start? So tell us about, um, you know, picking the title, leadership starts here. And does that here refer to decision-making? 
It absolutely does. I mean, you have to know where you're starting because I always say where you start is a predisposition for where you can end up. And if you start in an inadequate or inappropriate place, your chances of success are severely diminished. So the real key issue is if we understand a good starting point, we've got a solid foundation, the chances of building something meaningful go up exponentially. And what are, what are you trying to achieve? I mean, how would you define leadership? What's the end game? Well, that's a really great question, too, because I always ask people, how do you define leadership? People call me all the time and say, we want a speaker or a coach on leadership. And my next question is, well, how do you define leadership? And of course, usually I get silence again. It's really hard to, if you can't define something, it's usually pretty difficult to develop it. So here's my answer for what's the art of leadership. Leadership is creating a powerful future that's compelling in the present and utilizes our greatest talents, capabilities, and resources to produce meaningful and valuable results. To me, that's what leaders are all about. Powerful future, compelling today that drives people to want to participate and engage, that utilizes our talents, capabilities, and resources, but most importantly, produce meaningful and valuable results. Right. And tell us a little bit about your background. You mentioned it at the top slightly, but I'm curious how you, you know, developed this definition, obviously based on experience. So I'm curious about your journey to, to, you know, get to that level of leadership. So it really started by asking the question when I was young, what makes people do what they do? And especially the most successful people. Yeah. I ran companies for a while. I studied with really great teachers, mentors, masters, and learned a lot and used my own companies as practice. And over the last 29 years, having worked with a collection of both extraordinary, life-changing, globally impressive leaders and those who were nowhere near that, you know, I just learned what are the key principles that everybody, if they employ them well, can have a massive increase in their effectiveness and their results. Okay, can you share a couple of those principles? Well, I talk about the nine most critical decision-making factors. Because reality is there's three really essential questions every leader needs to be able to answer. Every person needs to be able to answer for themselves. Question number one, what's most important? And you start to talk about whether it's your life, your family, your organization. What's most important for our organization to focus on right now? The second question is even more powerful and important, and that's why are these the best choices of what to focus on? And usually the one that gets ignored is the first and the second, because we go to the third question prematurely, which is how we get it done. So question number one, what's most important here for our organization, for this particular situation, for this initiative? Question number two, why is that the best choice of what to focus on is most important? Then and only then are we prepared to really go to the question, how do we get it done in the best way? Now, within that framework, There are fundamental decisions that need to be made that allow us to answer those three fundamental questions. Right. And and we'll get into a little bit more into what you just said, that process. But you mentioned a couple of moments ago, an unimpressive leader. What what defines an unimpressive leader, in your opinion? Is it because they weren't asking these questions, weren't answering the questions? What did you mean by that? Well, an unimpressive leader is somebody you can see them that, you know, as we say, You can tell because they're not producing the performance, they're not producing the result, they're not aligning their organization, they're not inspiring their people, they're not making things happen. I just remember having a situation, I was working in leadership development with a major organization, and I had a chance to sit down and talk to the CEO, and I said to the CEO, what's your vision for the organization? And he says, we're going to be a $3 billion company in three years. And I looked at him and I said, and I bet your people are really excited about coming to work every day. 
And he looks at me because nobody ever said that to him before. I said, that's no vision. If it was a real vision that was compelling, people would want to enlist, want to be a part of this, be enthusiastic about supporting it. At best, it's a goal. Maybe it's just a strategy. But basically what you're telling your people with a vision like that is you're going to work hard for my glory. That's not a vision. Right. I guess what I'm curious about, Steve, given your experience is, and I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, there, I'm sure there are many successful companies out there where, where the leadership isn't that great. Right. So, so why fix it if the company is successful? Well, again, you know, you start to look at the issues today of really retaining people, engaging people, finding talent. You know, it's easy to be successful if you make a good distinction at the right time. There's a lot of examples of that. The sustainability of that is really very important. I mean, one of my examples is Hewlett Packard. 30 years ago, only 30 years ago, they were the leading tech company in the world. And today they're not even in the top Fortune 100 and they're minuscule compared to two new companies and many, many more that have eaten their lunch called Microsoft and Apple. So how do you go from being a global leader with a profoundly important culture and leadership to being a has-been that basically is subsisting on what they've created in the past? There's many, many examples of that. You can be successful for a period of time. Sustaining that success is what requires really great leadership, which requires really great decisions that really empower your people, empower your clients, empower the community. I believe in all three of those. So at your core, Steve, do you, do you believe that the reason HP failed was a lack of leadership or, or were there other reasons or, or was the main reason, you know, their, their leadership gaps? Well, I think, you know, there's an old saying that organizations and fish rot from the head down. So <laughs> it's no fisherman's tale, but I think it's appropriate for us. I think when you fi- start to find failure in an organization, you have to look at the top. Many of our organizations are highly hierarchical. In a hierarchical organization, everything flows downhill. So what happens is when you're starting to find failure, you can almost always point to the leadership. Failure of a division, you've got a leadership problem there. Failure of a company, you've got a leadership problem there. On the other hand, what I like working with is when you start to see turnarounds of companies and you start to see a massive improvement and a massive engagement of the people, you also are seeing great leadership in action. So great leaders, whether they're really great bad leaders or great good leaders, are going to have a massive impact on their organization. There's hundreds of examples of that. We can point to almost every organization and evaluate their leadership and tell you where their issue is and why they're having it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. So Steve, all that said, I'm curious, you know, what if you have a really successful company, but the leadership isn't that great? You know, why the need to fix it if it's not broken, if you have a truly successful company? Well, truly successful in the moment is one thing. Being truly successful over time, being able to create a legacy and a sustainability is a totally different level of leadership capability. And that's where you start to find people made a great distinction in some moment that made them successful with product or service. 
but the unsustainability of that. We've seen, you know, the old story of over 40% of the Fortune 500 disappears every 10 years. Something's going wrong here. Right. So it's it's sustainability. Even if you if you have a, a, a great product, if the leadership isn't there, it's only going to last so long. Absolutely. And I think I want to say one more time because I think it's actually 30%, not 40%. came out of my mind. You know, one of the issues is that 30% of the Fortune 500 disappears every 10 years for the last 50 years. What that says is these are the biggest companies in the country and they can't sustain themselves. They get bought, they get beaten. And what happens is you don't want to be a part of a company that's on its way down. Great leadership is what maintains its velocity, its acceleration, its elevation. And that's what we're all looking for in a good company. Well, you know, the book goes into, you know, as we mentioned earlier, leadership starts here and the importance of the decision-making process. And you go into it so specifically. It's really terrific. I've never really read anything like it. Um, but I did want to take a, you know, that's what the book's about to really get into it. Um, I wanted you to share some success stories. Can you share some real life examples of companies, uh, you know, that have hired you where the leadership wasn't great. And, and then you saw, you know, massive change through your techniques and, and they've become more successful. Anything you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one that's a division of one of the major pharmaceutical companies trying to create a new avenue to really make a difference in the world of healthcare. And what happens was they really hadn't defined themselves well. There was no clear vision or mission or real set of goals that they were responsible for. So we brought their senior team together. In the course of a very, very short time, we crafted a vision and a mission that was so compelling, so outside the realm of what was currently being done in that company, that it literally tripled their size in the next year. They went on to really be leaders in their entire organization, and mostly because they had a clarity about what they stood for. Because before, when they didn't, when it wasn't clear what they stood for, they were basically a garbage dump. Hey, I don't want to do this project. Give it to them. We don't know what they do anyway. And now when they could define what they say yes to, and just as importantly, what they say no to, now they've got a clear path forward with the capability to create a picture of the future it would be powerful, compelling, engaging, and would get support throughout the organization. And again, it was really the work of really talented leaders to recognize that's what they did. They were undefined and unfocused. So that's one clear case. There's also a wonderful startup here that was, you know, parents that are both multi-billion dollar companies, and they asked them to create a, another way. They had been struggling for over a year to try and define what they were going to do. They had a practice and they were generating minuscule revenues, really. We brought their senior team together from all, all across the world. We did a Zoom meeting, strategic alignment session with them. We came up with such a compelling vision and mission that it's really got the whole organization clear about, again, where do we want to get to? What do we want to base it on? What do we value as an organization? What do we believe is possible? And how are we going to measure our success? What are the goals they're going to make us successful in our mind and in the mind of our parent companies. Again, it's a revolution in the ability to be able to get clear, focused, and on track to what you really want to be engaged and compelled by. And Steve, just to touch upon this decision-making process, which is the here um, in the title of the book, what makes decision-making so challenging? People tend to, if they don't know what to do, they'll tend to do something. And the challenge of doing something is they're addressing the question of how versus the question of what's most important and why are, that, why are those the best choices. If you don't have a basis 
of a vision of the future and a mission that explains why you're doing what you're doing, it's hard to really establish goals that make sense. What you find in a lot of strategic planning is that people are making up goals and spending hours and days fighting over strategies. Now, with the way we do it in a strategic alignment process, once you have clarity about the vision and mission, the really the big why of what you're doing, it's easy to say, what are the best goals that measure progress towards fulfilling the vision and mission? Then it's easy to ask the question, how can we best achieve these goals? And we totally reverse the process. We spend our time explaining why the vision, the mission, more than the strategies and the how, because the hows become obvious if you know what and why. Right. It's more about the long game to make the decision, you know, in the present, you know, time and make sure everybody's aligned in that on that same page. Karen, it's also about the current time, because so many times what I see that I find so offensive in organizations is so many committed people working so hard to produce so little. And to me, that is the greatest failing of leadership. You've got your people running around like crazy, producing almost nothing of value. That's, to me, what we need to fix. Right. It's that old uh, saying, you know, it's better to be doing nothing than to be busy doing nothing, right? (laughs) Well, again, the day and age that we're in right now, when people don't know what to do, they'll do something. Action, motion creates emotion, and at least you'll feel different instead of being stuck or confused. However, you may not be producing anything meaningful, and you may not be helping your team and your organization or even yourself do anything that's worthwhile. We've got to change that. All right. So so to recap, you know, it's getting everybody on the same page and having that same focus. Uh, Steve, we're out of time. It's a fascinating topic. Um, just on a personal level, I'm curious, you've written this amazing book, kind of this roadmap to leadership. Did you leave anything out so that they still need to hire you? <laughs> well, you know what? I put it all in there. If you really understand what I'm talking about. Now, of course, I've been doing this for over 25 years. So my skill level is probably a little bit higher than somebody who reads it and uses it a map or a a blueprint of what to do. Somebody who really understands business and leadership can really take this book and make huge advances very quickly. Even to ask the right questions, to address the wrong symptoms, or to avoid addressing the wrong symptoms. Be able to say, I want to make sure if I'm having these kinds of symptoms, because I list 33 symptoms that you've got a problem in decision-making. If you've got any of those, you know you need to address something. And I show you exactly If you're missing goals, here's what happens. If you're missing mission, here's what happens. If you're missing vision, here's what happens. If you're missing strategy, here's what happens. So you've got a complete diagnostic tool. And more than a diagnostic, you've got a way to put it in action. And yes, I think most people would say they hire me because they want to do it faster and better. Right. Have you come in and kind of implement it as opposed to them <laughs> implementing right. it themselves. But like you said, it's, it's terrific because it is kind of a choose your own adventure scenario. If you're having this, this symptom, do this. If you're having that symptom, do that. So it's great. You've really covered the gamut. Um, final question, book number three to come. Yes or no? Book number three is coming. So okay. one of the things we, <laughs> we're talking about business wisdom, what are axioms everybody needs to know? I'll give you one that we've sort of touched on, but haven't really illuminated and that's the 80-20 rule. Everybody knows the old Pareto's law one. I have a different one. And this book really illustrates it perfectly. 80% of success is common sense. Less than 20% of the people are using it. Okay. So, so common sense is really the key to our success. And when common sense becomes common practice, amazing results show up. All right. Well, we can't wait. Uh, very insight- insightful, very easy to understand. Um, and I love, you know, all the symptoms. This is what you have. This is what you do. It's really great. So congrats. Um, And we'll see you for book number three, we hope. Thank you so much. You sure will. (laughs) 
And if you'd like more information on this book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrook. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV via Zoom. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.